0: We're back with the Tom Bernard Show without Tom Bernard, with Catherine Brandt,
1: Tevin Pittman, Cassie Schrader, <laughs> and Andy Rappanard. We'll do it
2: opposite. Are today. we taking
0: a little break before the guest?
2: Yes, we are. Like okay, we second. have
0: a special guest, Dr. Kelly Harding, and mm-hmm. we'll be talking about her book, "The Rabbit Effect," right after these messages.
3: Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville—Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda—encountered a hailstorm Stop out to Walzer, Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad
4: Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
0: Cassie's going to intro the book for us. Yes, we have uh, Dr. Kelly Harding.
2: She has the book, The Rabbit Effect, Live Longer, Happier, and Healthier with a Groundbreaking Science of Kindness. Oh, I like that. Dis- yeah, discover an eye-opening and proactive new way to look at our health based on latest groundbreaking discoveries in science and compassion, kindness, and human connection. How are you doing, Dr. Kelly Harding?
5: Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on.
0: I was just looking through your bio, too. This is Catherine. I, like this, patients who are biologically healthy but feel ill. That sounds like me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel sometimes when I'm, like, under a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. I just feel Crappy. That's cortisol working for you. That's cortisol working for me. Is that what you're talking about, Dr. Harding? Yeah,
5: so so that's exactly it. Um, And, you know, we see that to different extremes sometimes, and it's something that all of us experience. Um, And then the flip side of that is that, you know, just by virtue of having human bodies, things will go wrong. So all of us will experience diseases, and the question is, you know, how can we continue to thrive with that despite, you know, what may come?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, a friend of mine's a doctor, and he has a brother, and he said his brother is convinced that he has some sort of really big medical problem. He's like, I have something really wrong with me. And his brother put him through every test in the world. He's like, you are healthy. Mm -hmm. And his brother is convinced that there's something wrong with him because he feels like there's something wrong with him. He doesn't feel well. Mm -hmm. Could that be, is that more of a psychological issue or... What do you think about that?
5: Well, so it's funny. So I actually at Columbia did an entire fellowship based on essentially that, looking at these sort of medically unexplained symptoms that when, you know, when we look at blood work and imaging and everything else that medically or at the exam that it checks out, you know, when people still aren't feeling great and trying to function but not having success. so. That led me to look at sort of what are we missing when it comes to our health. And, you know, the answer kind of came down to some rabbits that led me on this uh, on this whole field of study uh, that looks at how our social world impacts our health. And so it's actually really exciting because, You know, it means that we need to be thinking beyond just our bodies ourselves when it comes to our health. We need to be looking at our social environment as well, because sometimes the clues to why we're not functioning and feeling well have to do with things like our stress levels and what's happening in our homes and our workplaces. And it really affects us physically. I think that's the important thing to keep in mind. And
0: to my understanding, stress can make you stronger, but distress can lead to, like, disease. And that would be extreme stress can be considered distress, right?
5: Yeah, so exactly. So in the rabbit effect, I talk about how, you know, there's stress is just a part of life. It's something we all have to learn to navigate. And there are ways to do it, you know, that are more adaptive and ways that are less adaptive. And so... The thing is, um, you know, there's lots of evidence that sort of toxic stress is not great for our bodies. In fact, um, toxic stress during childhood that can be associated with trauma can actually have lifelong consequences, not just for our mental health, but our physical health as well, cutting across all diseases. So it's this interplay between the mind and body that is so incredibly fascinating. And we need to be talking about because, you know, especially when it comes to childhood trauma or what we call ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, you know, every other person you pass on the street has a history of an ACE. So it's something that is a part of our society. And it's sort of like almost like what smoking was back in like the 1930s or 40s It's everywhere. But we're not paying attention to how that impacts our health.
0: That's interesting cuz I feel like there's um a lot of toxic social anxiety today just with the news and social media and everybody's so judgmental and anti this and anti that mm-hmm. and whatever you're doing it's oh. wrong because I don't like it and I just I think it's just wearing on us as a society.
5: Oh, absolutely. And so that actually added to the fuel of why this felt like such a critical message to get out to people because... You know, there are decades of data, again, of public health showing that how we treat each other in our communities and workplaces makes all the difference to our health. And when I say how we treat each other, it's with kindness and dignity because, you know, conflict is actually a part of kindness. And learning to navigate conflict in a way that's respectful of the other person involved, looking more at the problem, is actually, you know, a skill that we all continue to build throughout our lifetime.
0: So give us some examples on how we can help ourselves.
5: Sure, absolutely. So I think, um, you know, probably the most important thing, because it really comes down to, you know, we can talk about sort of how to do change on like a systems level, but it really comes down to each of us taking responsibility for health outside like in you know just again in our homes where you have the most sort of say um, in our neighborhoods our friendships so you know probably a big one that I would say is you know loneliness has been something that's been talked about a lot it turns out it's as significant a risk factor for our health as well established risk factors like smoking 15 cigarettes a day you know high Mm -hmm. blood pressure drinking a lot of alcohol among other things so you know Keeping in mind, if we experience loneliness, sort of what can we do to try to reach out to other people? So one of my favorite recommendations and social prescriptions to give to people is to volunteer. Find something that you're interested in um, and go for it. You know, show up, talk to the other people that are doing it. Because it turns out volunteers live longer and it helps combat loneliness when you're engaged in something that brings you life purpose.
0: I think that's really good advice because I'm seeing, you know, my, uh, my parents are older, <laughs> much. They're, they're getting way up there. And they're pretty isolated right now. And I'm seeing their level of depression get worse. And, um, uh, well, of course, it, that, it, it's hard with somebody in their 90s. You don't know if it's just system failures just because of age or if it's system failures because of isolation and loneliness like you're talking about.
5: Well, you know, part of it is there, uh, and this is important because I think, you know, especially, you know, with an aging population thinking about this, it turns out having a sense of purpose and usefulness, you know, really feeling that you have something to contribute is critical to health. And there are these really fascinating studies that show that people, even with a diagnosis of Alzheimer's, do better when they have and they function better and show less signs or excuse me, they show less symptoms of the disease even if on autopsy after they die, they have high burden of disease, meaning they show lots of sort of physiological changes associated with, with Alzheimer's. So there's something health protective about feeling you have a purpose. So, you know, if you're caring for somebody, if you're an older person, you know, part of it is sort of like trying to think about how can you contribute. And sometimes it can be, you know, whatever works with your life, whether it's, you know, reaching out to other people that, you know, one of the upsets of technology is we have lots of opportunities to do that now. Um, So reaching out to other people, we can also think about, you know, if we are caring for someone, what could we try to engage them in so that, you know, that they have a job that they feel useful? Because it turns out that that really has this powerful impact on our health and our immune system.
0: I think that that's really great advice because, I mean, I remember there was a study, what was it? It was was about a, a group of nuns that were do you, do you know what one I'm talking about there? It was a group of nuns and they 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 have they donated their brains to science after they died and they were looking for markers for um, dementia. And this group of nuns were very active in um, the community and in social programs. And even when their brains showed signs that they should have had dementia, they didn't have any symptoms of dementia, and they think it's because they had this sense of purpose.
5: Absolutely. And isn't that exciting? Because I think, you know, our sense of purpose is something that we're all working on our whole life. And so one of my favorite also social prescriptions is to learn something. So, you know, we have, there's, so much evidence that education is beneficial for health. And it doesn't necessarily mean formal education. It can also mean, you know, just lifelong learning. So, you know, you can, at your, our local libraries across the country also offer classes. You can do, a lot of um, universities will offer classes you can drop in on for low cost. There's online courses now. So, there are ways to engage your brain and get you thinking about how you can contribute. And I, as a doctor, feel every single person has a story and something to contribute. And I think there's so many neat ways to do that. It's just sort of like recognizing that it's important to our health and then going for it.
0: Okay. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I just about sneezed. <laughs> I, was just about to sneezed. I just about sneezed. I got a little allergy thing going on. Okay. Well, anybody have any questions? Well, like, uh, you know, uh, with my ill, you
2: know, I have Crohn's disease and rheumatoid arthritis. And every day I'm having an issue with something, whether it's chronic pain or, you know, having stomach issues. I literally look at myself in the mirror and I just say, not today. And I kind of get it in that mindset that I'm not going to let it affect me. And I I have done this where I have physically meditated my -hmm. pain away.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. I know.
2: Wow. Like, I just picture the pain dissipating and going away. And sometimes it still lingers a little bit, but it lessens. It's, And I don't think it's my mind getting rid of the pain. I'm getting rid of all the junk that's causing my pain to increase, whether it's um, stress. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, there's times where I'll be fine. And then like as soon as I get home mm-hmm. and, like, let's say the kids are fighting or, or, you know, I have a ton of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I can feel that pain just seeping back. Sure. So I, th- I do think your environment plays a lot of part of how you feel day to day, whether you have a chronic
0: mm-hmm. illness or not. Sure. Oh yeah. Right. You yeah, know Because I, I have migraines, and the last month has been incredibly stressful. And I, I don't know how many imitrexes I was popping, like constantly, mm-hmm. and because you know, just that's just how your body responds to things.
2: Yeah. So I, I right. I, I try, and, I try and every morning tell myself, not today. I'm not going to let it get to me today. And it, and it, it helps me.
0: It keeps me in that. You know, I do have my days, though. So where you need to tell your kids that the, you know, the kindness effect is what you need, and they all need to be kind to you and <laughs> yeah. not fight when you get right? home. But the laundry should be done, and, mm-hmm. everything, and you'll feel well, so stress, much better. Stress is
2: a huge factor with Crohn's disease. Sure. You know, the higher yeah. stress levels can really affect your, your gut. Absolutely. You know, so I try and, you know, but I do have my days where it gets to me and mm-hmm. I want to be in bed all day or whatever, but I do push forward. But yeah, I really do think your environment and the kindness that people can show you, not, not really babying you or, you know, I don't like, I don't like it when people feel sorry for me. No, I don't, well, that's, that's, right. I don't think that's what no. she's you talking about, right, yeah, doctor? Yeah. You know, if if they show compassion and kindness to you, you feel like you're not alone. You don't have that yeah. depression or just effect. having
0: yeah, having some support, just mm-hmm. some support. Let me help you out it, with. It does really
2: yeah. help you get through the day, especially if you're dealing with chronic illnesses, whether it's cancer, uh, autoimmune diseases, uh, you know, heart issues, stuff like that. It really helps when you have a family or a support group around you mm-hmm. to help you through. So
0: and we don't have to. I'm so glad you shared
5: that, because it's absolutely true. We just do better as human beings. We're social creatures, Mm
0: -hmm. and it's
5: such a critical part of our health to feel that people have our backs, that they're going to be there for us when we have our bad days and our bad moments, and um, it's what a gift, and so, you know, for those people that are listening, the idea is do what you can to try to improve someone else's day, and, you know, that's the nice thing about kindness is boomerangs back to you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if we all did that, what a a more welcoming place we would be so that way we could deal with the real issues that come up and real problems.
2: I, I call it the I want my mommy effect.
5: Like every time I
2: don't wow. feel good. And you, even yeah. as an adult, when you're not feeling good, that is like the first thing that will pop in my mind is I want my mommy. <laughs> you know, like, Mothers, they would take care of you when you Absolutely. were sick. And you they didn't have worries. You. You'd feel like crap with worries. the flu, but yeah. your mom would hold you mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of take care of you. You'd feel so
5: much better. Absolutely. So, Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Actually, you know, there's some great data about how, people actually do better with hugs in terms of, you know, the uptake of the flu vaccine since we are entering flu season. Um, and also that um, even when you get a cold, apparently hugs help reduce the length of the cold. So, and like a really nice squeeze from somebody you love just makes you feel so good. And it's really cool to know that there's this neuroprotective protective effect too, that seems to be going on with, and now that we're understanding more about our neuroimmune system and how our emotions can really affect our physical health.
0: That's a great talk. Thank you, Dr. Harding, for talking to us about your new book, The Rabbit Effect, Live Longer, Happier and Healthier with the Groundbreaking Science of Kindness, available on Amazon, I'm guessing.
5: Yes. Oh, yeah. And actually, I'll be in Minneapolis at Modern Well on 9-19, which I'm really excited about. It's a really lovely organization. At um, 7 p.m., it looks like, is the talk. Wonderful. So please come join me. This is really an ongoing community conversation, and I'm so delighted to get the opportunity to talk with readers in Minneapolis.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day.
5: Okay, you too. And keep up the good work. <laughs> stress is not the stress minu- is at a minimum today. Thank you very much. You <laughs> Thank too.
0: Thank you. And we'll Bye-bye. take a break. We'll be right back.
3: It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done?
6: At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future.
3: Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, nah, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. Like <laughs> you. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me.
0: And we're back once again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like Tom's going to join us at
1: all. No, no it certainly no. does not. Oh,
0: well. We can do what this without him. Who needs Tom Bernard on the Tom Bernard Show? <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's called
2: the family now. Oh,
0: that's right. I keep forgetting. Oh well, wow, I was absent for the last couple of weeks due to getting the house ready again to put on the market and dealing with contractors and such and having the cold from hell.
2: Oh, it's going around.
0: Oh, my God, was I sick. I had
2: two kids down. I had my youngest, Max, who had a fever, and he was just all gross and congested, and he started throwing up, too. Oh. And it, it never fails the first week of school. Yeah, right. as never. soon as yeah, oh. as soon as they all, all get those into it. wet nose, mm,
1: kids all in the same little area. And, yeah,
0: uh, it's that, and they don't you know they don't use tissues, and they cough and they sneeze all over the place, and it's just bleh. like I, they, I guess the reason why we get such bad cold epidemics and flu epidemics is because of that drier air. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody. If you sneeze in dry air, it goes like another hundred mm. miles. <laughs> <laughs> if there's some Your humidity, name. it kind of right, contains yeah. it into a certain area. It's so like as soon as napalm. it drops exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. Oh, I know. And I'm and
2: I was I was freaking out because Dave left for France with the two girls on this past Saturday for his darkness radio event. So I'm mm-hmm. like going around the house sanitizing everything because I didn't want them to get sick right before they were leaving for France. No. And so, yeah, it was hectic for me last, you know, the first week back to school dealing with sick kids and then trying to prevent other people from getting sick
0: in the house. Yeah. I, yeah, I was supposed to go down and see my mother who had a very bad episode. She was in the hospital and... Mm maybe sh- would have, should have, could have died or whatever, but she, she made it, and but my, I didn't find out for three days because that's mm-hmm. how my family is. <laughs> I just love that. Mm-hmm. Didn't contribute to my Fair. stress level at all. <laughs> thanks for I
3: telling did. me. Yeah, thanks, Sam.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thank you. That was just wonderful. Uh, Anything I could do to help? Too late now. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, was, I, had, I had scheduled to go down and see them that Wednesday and I think Thursday. And Wednesday, all I got this sore throat. And then the next day I woke up and I'm like, I am sick. It came on that fast. Mm-hmm. Not even like a little, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I think I might be not sick. Not a little tickle too. for a couple of days. No, mm-hmm. I was just like, you are sick. And then I thought I was getting better. As a matter of fact, I was going to make plans to see them again last week. Saturday felt really pretty good. Sunday, I was like, I have to go to bed. I'm mm-hmm. sick as hell again. And yeah. Yeah, it's been lingering now. This is like 10 days. 11 days. I
2: Sheesh. think it's a combination though. There was a there is a virus going around and but I also think it's a combination of allergies as well cuz right now Oh, the, for sure. the leaves are starting to die oh, so yeah. they're releasing all that Right
5: g- now my allergies is yeah, this is my always the time of terrible. year where yeah. my allergies yeah. are horrible. Yeah,
0: I brought on I brought out all the weapons for allergies, <laughs> every single thing. I'm you're taking ready, it all. You're ready for combat, huh? Yeah, I'm doing MSM. I'm doing Zurtec, I'm doing the Flonase. I'm doing everything because otherwise I'm miserable. But that, this was a different sort of thing. It was really tight. You didn't have any body aches. I don't think it was a flu. Mm-hmm. It was just. <clears throat> yeah,
1: there's. If you didn't a, have a fever, it wasn't the flu. I,
0: did, I, ha- I had a little bit of a fever, a couple mm. of days.
2: Yeah, my, my son had a 102 temp. And there's a lot of kids Yikes. now. It, it's still progress. It's going through the schools. So sure. we've been missing kids at football practice because they're sick now and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a there's a bug going around for sure.
0: Yeah, because I really really want to go see my mother, but you know it's like I can't bring a virus down there. Yeah, yeah. Hi. And her weekend state. Yeah, exactly. Sit <laughs> so there in a hazmat suit
2: talking to her. That would be fun. God, I know it. It. But like I said, it never fails. And of course, all the kids come home, and then they give it to the adults, and then the adults go to work, and then they give it to all their coworkers. The only thing,
0: good thing is, I remember being really, I get it, getting two, three colds a year when the kids would go back to school when they were little, and then all of a sudden, I think when are they, they were about in fourth or fifth grade, I didn't get a cold for. 20 years because yeah. i mean you get to that immune system <laughs> so built up because they're dragging every virus home mm-hmm. and they learn to wash their hands by then i hope and cough into their sleeve and use mm-hmm. oh. yeah, a just
1: tissue sneeze and just yeah. projectile <laughs> everywhere.
2: Yeah. yeah i know that's my seven-year-old he's just like she right my face i see like,
0: people thanks. do that all over the place grown people mm-hmm. just sneezing in you know not covering anything up and target <laughs> I always feel like, you know Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you, man? Uh, I know. I know, yeah,
2: but my my seven year old, he'll just take his hand and just wipe his nose with oh, it. I'm like
0: gross. The allergic salute they call that. Yes.
2: Or he'll use his <laughs> shirt. That's well
0: that's a little better bleh. maybe. <laughs> <Slightly>. <laughs> and I'm
2: like, really?
5: Oops.
0: Really? Maybe we need to go back to the days of everybody carrying handkerchiefs Yeah, remember those. My dad no. still does. Does he, he has really? A,
2: he, has a, he calls it a snot rag. Uh, <laughs> he carries it. It's franny. so gross. <laughs> that, I know, right? Well, that's basically what it is. Dude. Yeah. Oh, but. The problem
1: with a handkerchief is there's nowhere I want to put it after it's done no. <laughs> it's like i'm not putting that in my pocket that's gross but I'm like i'm just gonna save it for later and use yeah. it without washing <laughs> well, it, no, wash is gross it.
0: Again. yeah maybe you need to have a little handkerchief purse yeah <laughs> i don't know but
2: then that'll get gross well they do sell these gross. things you know where they're travel size kleenex packets yes people mm-hmm. buy yep. those I usually, put them in your car put them in your purse like I, I
0: almost always carry one of yeah. those yeah for sure because i'm always like uh you like think i just sneezed all over I think I should wipe myself down. Mm Mm-hmm. So disgusting.
2: Oh, I have multiple hand sanitizer bottles. I have one in my car. (laughs) I have one in my backpack. I always have one in my purse. No, it's
0: like we're all becoming germaphobes, but it's kind of like you have to. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it's just, I don't know, like every time I go to the store, and I have to be careful, too, because of my Crohn's and stuff, because my immune system is compromised. So
0: that's right, yeah. I have
2: to make sure, like during flu season, you know, if if we're having a bad epidemic here in Minnesota, I will go into places with a mask on. Really? Yeah, because I, you know, because that could really, that could put me in the hospital if I'm not careful. And I, I like, I start chewing vitamin C and just get everything I can to keep the, my immune system up. So in case I do get something, it has some type of, you know, something to I'm help right. protect it and fight it, at least
0: something, you know. So, Wendy is sending me a. Picture these colds are why I carry one of these. Oh yeah, an oh, an EcoLab yeah, gel she, hand sanitizer. She works that must for be Ecolab. serious <laughs> stuff. Yeah.
2: Well, every time I go to the doctor's office, I see the EcoLab foam hand sanitizer. That's the thing. stuff that turns your hands like white from
0: dryness. It just
2: oh, destroys I, it destroys your skin. I know it's very dry, but man, that stuff is convenient i every time i go to the doctor's app i'm squirt squirt and then just foam 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 up but you know yeah yeah wendy works for Ecolab. so oh
0: that's uh, what you do
2: yeah all these
0: years <laughs> i that's thought my... you just baked
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> lots of baking she and moonlight
2: cooking. she moonlights as a baker but um no i got this interesting story that just popped up in my feed um i don't even know what i would do if i caught this fish and brought it up to the boat i think i would probably scream and then cut my fish line because i would not want to bring this in the boat but this fisherman catches a strange dinosaur-like creature where um let me see i didn't really see where it said in here but uh you think that would be key information in a story yeah because i wouldn't want to swim in a lake or any type of uh yeah no body of water with this thing it it looks like a Pokemon gone wrong. You know, um, it says a fisherman was shocked when he reeled in a bizarre alien looking creature from the water. The strange animal had a large bulbous eyes that made it look like something truly out of this world. And I'll post a picture of this on a social media. It said Oscar Lundahl nearly jumped out of his fishing boat when he pulled this strange creature into the boat. The Sun reports photos of the fish revealed its large eyes and comparatively small body. So if you want to, I know this is radio, so imagine a fish with an eel-like tail. It looks like a carp body, but the eyeball is literally taking up the whole side of its head. That's what this yeah, thing the looks The eye is probably
1: like three, four inches in diameter.
2: Oh, this was in Norway.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, oh, Norway. They'd
0: probably eat it there. <laughs> we don't have to
2: worry yeah, about it. Yeah, it's delicacy. probably a delicacy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's yeah, probably so what they call breakfast fish. Lundahl,
2: a fishing guide at the Nordic Sea Angling, was reportedly fishing for blue halibut off the mm, coast of halibut. the island in Norway when he made the catch. He was apparently fishing at 2,600 feet of water at the time. So Jeez. this is one of those deep That's sea deep, yeah. creatures that... Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they say he almost jumped out of the boat until he realized there's probably more of those fish in the water, so he stayed in the boat. So a <laughs> big pointy teeth?
2: It says, Lundahl claims that due to the extreme... Extreme change in pressure, The oh, it's called a ratfish. That's what this fish ah, is called, a ratfish. That's great. Didn't survive the experience, not wanting to waste it. He claimed that he took it home, fried it up, despite its ugly appearance. He said it was really tasty. He said it tasted a little bit like cod, but tastier. Oh. oh. So...
0: He yeah. ate that thing? He ate it. <laughs> no, they didn't. Wouldn't you take that to like, so that is that a fish that people knew about or is this some new species
1: that he discovered? Also, it. <laughs> he just and ate a like, last <laughs> of this. Yeah, so they might have fish. wanted to uh, dissect
2: it. And, well, it says here the fish is apparent, apparently, the ratfish is a relative of the shark that was reportedly dates back 300 million years ago. And they live in deep water, apparently a very rare
1: caught So it's a very, very primitive fish. Also, maybe
0: you'd want to keep that and give it to the local scientists. I don't know. (laughs) Fry it up and eat it. they're,
1: They're least concerned. They're not, like, endangered at all. There's plenty oh. of them. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. okay. I was going to say, he just just like, eat like one of the last hundred of these ratfish that nobody's <laughs> yeah. seen. Well, we
0: don't the have to worry about ever fish. running into one of those, because first of all, you're never going to swim at 2,600
1: feet. No, you would die.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. I mean, you might see one in a submarine.
2: <laughs> well, we do have Kostaki on the line. What? Wow. It, it is Monday. Uh, Wait, it's oh, not oh, Tuesday. What are you today? doing <laughs> on the
1: line? Although, it was a hell of a game last night, Kostaki. Oh, yeah.
6: It was great. I mean, it was a great ending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, not for Vikes fans. I don't even know uh, what the yeah. Falcons did. What, what happened?
1: Julio yeah, Jones, they, like, what was it, 53 yards or something on the last play of the game?
6: Yeah, it wasn't the last play, but it was to. a key play. It yeah. was a late game play. Fourth down and three, and they went for, they. you know, they got over 50 yards on the score. It was beautiful.
2: Nice. Beautiful. Yeah, we don't have Tom today, so you're gonna have to put. No, Tom. There. I was gonna give him a hard time. What the Vikings win, he can't wait to rub
6: it in. They lose, he doesn't show up for work. <laughs> That's that exactly what, what he I,
0: does. He's ashamed. He is didn't ashamed. Show up. Somebody hurt his feelings, <laughs> you know, I, so he didn't come I, I to the I literally looked today.
6: this up because I wanted to give him a hard time about it. He texted me last week, like you had to get up at ten in the morning for this crap, right, about <laughs> the Vikings Falcons game, and we kind of had a text thread. The only other time we've ever texted was in 2017 for my birthday.
0: Well, you do realize. <laughs> he just learned how to text in 2017. Yeah, right.
6: <laughs> I'm just saying, those are the two times he's ever texted me. Yeah. And uh, one time was the Vikings kicking the Falcons out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, rub it in. Well, you know, we, rub it in. it's hard so to find somebody worse we're all than evens. us.
6: Everybody's one and one. Now who's, now who's high and mighty, huh? Exactly. No. Yeah, that we're was, all back to even.
2: That was bad. Although... I told Tevin I saw a news article that the Minnesota Vikings is the only team to have a touchdown taken away due to an offensive pass interference call. Yeah. So we have that going for Somebody us. Just paid off ah, on that that's
0: one. Nice. <laughs> I <know.
6: That's> nice.
2: <laughs> oh, God. I think the
6: Vikings are set up to have a good season. I think I think both of our teams will be bearable to watch
2: (laughs) (laughs) not if they play like they did yesterday resounding endorsement
6: (laughs) that's sort of a floor as a fan well well, i thought i was i thought my team was way below that the first week so now i feel Um, like okay it'll be all right We'll, we'll at least be fun to watch these guys okay but uh there is a team that won't be fun to watch uh what do you call a group of dolphins um Losers. (laughs) 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 Losers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, poor Dolphins mess.
6: lost forty-three to nothing. Ouch! Last week they lost fifty-nine to ten. Ouch! <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Uh, what has Dolphin um, highlights should be set to Benny Hill music. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it might be the worst team in the history of the NFL.
6: No. It, it really could be. We're, they're they're angling that direction. We'll oh, see no. what happens.
0: That's terrible.
6: Um, here's an old reference. You know, I like the old reference jokes. It was easier to watch Dukakis tank, huh? <laughs> Dukakis in the tank.
0: Anyone? <laughs> Anyone under 50? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah,
6: that's right. 50 is the cutoff for that joke. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm am 49. I'm in under the oh, wire. Oh yeah,
0: you're just the
6: cuss. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're right though. <laughs> This entire Dolphins team should be relegated to the XFL. It's it's ugly. Yeah. Owning Dolphins season tickets should be considered a warning sign for depression. <laughs> this, the Dolphins tickets should come with Prozac or
2: something.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> second Prozac joke of it. Yeah. Oh, that,
2: Is it's Monday. Right? It's Monday. That's why. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's some good marketing right there. Right.
1: It's so Monday. Have a <laughs> Prozac. Yeah, that's right. It's probably healthy, right?
2: You're you're going to need this after the game. Right,
6: (laughs) right, right. Name the stadium after it, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Super Bowl (laughs) halftime show should just be Dolphins players and coaches reading handwritten apologies. (laughs) Oh, God,
2: they're bad.
6: (laughs) They really are bad. Um, Ironically, the Dolphins are catfishing their fans. They they said in their online profile they were an NFL team. I I don't think they are. (laughs) They used an old picture or something.
0: Oh,
2: gosh. <laughs> oh. Uh,
6: we also had some traditional rivalries this weekend. Raiders Chiefs, mm-hmm. Vikings Packers, mm-hmm. and, of course, Saints referees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the refs must be sinners because they hate the Saints. Oh, my goodness. There's a... And you know why it's so hot in New Orleans right now? No. Uh, no Breeze. No Drew Breeze. Uh-huh. Knocked out of the game. Mm. Enter Teddy Bridgewater. As I've always said, Teddy Bridgewater should be the nickname for Ted Kennedy.
0: Didn't we get rid of Um, him? (laughs) Bye. A
6: concerned Drew Brees went to see a hand specialist today. I was like, hand specialist? Was that Louis C.K.?
2: No. (laughs) yeah. That was
1: a good
6: one. At least Louis C.K.
2: would probably ask permission.
6: (laughs) Yes. Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't wait for the answer, but he would. ask <laughs> the
2: Do you mind? I'm just and doing then this. Just go with it. Pardon me. Pardon uh, me, Rob. <laughs>
6: Robert Kraft said, "Hand specialist." I got a couple of referrals. For you. <laughs> oh. God. Uh, Big Ben got hurt too. The good news: a broken clock is still right twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Big Ben is the perfect nickname for him—tall, old, and not much without the bell. All right, jokes, <laughs> everybody. Ageism. Uh, <laughs> Sunday in Oakland was the last ever NFL game on a baseball diamond. That's kind of an end of an era, oh. right?
4: Because mm-hmm.
6: they've been playing on the same field as the A's, and now the oh, season's over, strange. and so they're going to fix it. And next year, they're going to be gone, and they were the last team that had that situation. Hmm. You know, um, it should be the last ever game in Miami too, but that's a different issue. So, um, <laughs> I say go with it. Have more games on baseball diamonds and soccer fields and hockey rinks, right? Why not? Put the Giants out there and make it fun to watch them.
2: <laughs> well, well Kostaki, we got to take a quick break, but we, Is that come, right? we do. <laughs> yeah, Shoot, we do. We're two minutes past. Oh, we're fine. But yeah, we'll just come back with some more quick snaps and have some making fun of football players because that's my favorite pastime to do. So we'll be right. right back after this quick break.
3: Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Saber and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for 36 months. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me, having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutrimost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from client submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutrimost weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details.
0: For those under 80, this is the Benny Hill music well, that he's referring Pretty famous, actually. We're back with Kostaki. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is how it was like watching football yesterday. It was just like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> is that tune called Yakety Sax? Yes, it is. Is that right? Yep. I can't believe you know that.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, You're only 49. No, nobody knows that. That's why I said Betty Hill music.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
6: um, so, Kirk Cousins. My goodness. He played so badly, you'd think it was a playoff game. What happened?
2: Yeah, I know. God. He couldn't hit the side of a barn yesterday.
0: It's just...
6: Well, def- that's a team that's got a good defense and a good running game. They're not built to be playing from behind, right? That's, you know, that's the problem. Yeah. Minnesota Minnesota's more uncomfortable playing from behind than Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> In the news, Antonio Brown scored. Um, The good news it appeared to be consensual. Miami. So that's good.
0: (laughs) That is good. That's very good news.
6: (laughs) Antonio has a new number. He went from 84 to 17 in approval rating. Uh, Not just on the jersey. When I read this week that Antonio Brown was practicing, I thought, practicing what? Being a normal person? Uh, He needs more practice. (laughs) Uh, Is there a jugs machine for learning how to be a grown-up or something? Uh, (laughs) uh, Then he said, "Jugs machine." All right. Uh,
0: Went off. Sam
6: Darnold is out for several weeks with mono. Well, we know he didn't get it from kissing any trophies.
2: I know. <laughs> uh, the kiss and his Mono Mono means yeah, one. I is know, team? I yeah. I didn't
0: think anybody out of high school know, right? got that for college. I haven't maybe. heard
6: about mono in like 30 years. No. So I didn't even know it was still a thing. Yeah.
0: I thought we eradicated mono. <laughs> I,
6: didn't right. know. I once thought I had mono. It turned out I was just lazy. So I didn't <laughs> <laughs> mono means one, which is the optimistic estimation of how many games the Jets will win without this guy. Oh. Um, it's not looking good for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: So, yeah, so uh uh I think that's the closer.
0: Oh. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <That> was...
2: <laughs> well, here's something funny. The Jets and the Browns are playing tonight. I wonder what's going to happen. Mm. Yeah,
6: somebody's got to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Who do you think it's going to so be? I think, the, I think the Browns bounce back and have a great game. Really think. That's yeah. That would be the most fun to watch, anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm, like I'm curious to see before. if Odell wears another three hundred thousand dollar watch on the field.
6: I'm curious about that too, actually. He, he said That's last week boat. he would keep wearing it because it's all about football. Really? Could you just take it off and focus on football? Right. Nope.
1: Yeah. There's yeah. no you forget what time it is. Like you got a, like an appointment. You need to make sure you're on time.
4: For there's I know, no like reason to up have the a watch. Kids from soccer yeah.
6: During the game, what are you doing? Stop it. There's a clock
0: on the wall there. You don't stop it. Does that does that make fans like him or hate him?
1: I would say it makes a portion of the, like, probably just down the middle. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people that go, like, oh, that's cool. He's wearing an expensive watch during that the game. It could be broken like, so very easily. Gen- yeah, yeah, like the younger generation. But then you have the older generation that's like, what are you doing? Just
6: go I out there and play NFL football. I think most NFL fans are pretty blue-collar, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's a little off-putting to them that he owns a watch that costs more than our house. I would think I so.
0: <laughs> well, one of these refs is going to have to learn how to, you know, pickpocket and <laughs> just what? I don't know where it went. That's why they're throwing all those flags.
2: <laughs> they're pickpocketing. Come over here.
0: Go, I gotta pick up my flag. Uh, yeah.
2: This is crazy.
1: All right,
6: kids. Well, all always right. a pleasure. Uh, where's Tom? What's he doing? Well, he's, on,
0: he's on a very important phone call.
6: Mm. Is he? All right. All right. I'll tell him I missed him. Giv- him health I will. Me, I'll tell him. All right. Thanks, Kostaki. Good to talk all to right. you. Thank you, guys.
0: Bye-bye. Oh God! Oh, football! Indeed. So I But time after watching the game yesterday, he was just—he was switch. Okay, so the Twins lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were playing like crap. Mm-hmm. And then he was so he was flipping between the Vikings and and the Twins, and he's just like, every year, I, you know, every <laughs> single year, I think that's I, true. But actually. he said he actually said this year. He's like, this year I'm not expecting. Anything and maybe I won't be disappointed. I've
1: told myself that before. (laughs) Like, no, this year is going to be different. I'm not getting my hopes up. We're just going to. Coast through and then. Well, all they have
0: to do is win one game. And then they like, get yep, excited.
1: okay, yep, yeah. now here we go. We That's... look great. And then now we're up here, and then there's days like this.
0: So. Yeah. Oh, you just got to live week by week when <laughs> right. it comes to Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. football. And... Or oh, you just have to be a true Minnesotan and just say, I'm just so happy we have a team yes.
1: of any oh, kind. Right. I remember when we were, yeah, they were about to move the Vikings. What was it to LA? Was the threat that they yeah, back in the day?
2: Yeah. Yeah, because they took our basketball team. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis Lakers. They took that and then we're going to take our Vikings and we held on to them. But yeah, I can't imagine them sounding a Geller horn in in no. LA.
0: <laughs> that belongs here in Minnesota. That would be very weird. Wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah that wouldn't it, work. They'd it, have to change it to something else. I don't know what it would be. Well, I
1: mean, but they kept the Lakers name and like there's no lakes out in LA like so not they would have really.
0: kept the
2: Vikings. They yeah. just to be spiteful and then try and get Norwegian culture out in LA. I don't think. And that
1: then, yeah, right was, now. and then with our luck, like the second the team moves, they win a Super Bowl or something yes, like that. Like, yes,
2: yes. But yeah, you know, um, I thought I thought the coaching was fine yesterday in the Vikings game. It just like I said, it was Cousins. He was just not on key. There was like it seemed like the every time the ball was snapped. There was the cadence was off. They, they were just not.
1: Didn't
0: jelly they more. just sign him this? He, they
2: signed
1: yeah, him this like year. Yeah, like two years, two years ago, I believe. Oh, two. Eighty-four million. Eighty-four million, yeah. million. <laughs> and
0: he's never won anything major. No,
1: like in his record against teams with a winning record is like four and twenty-seven or something outrageous like that. He's had like forty-four fumbles over his career. And, and he's then, worth
0: eighty-four million.
1: It, apparently. Like how much how much does be,
0: uh does like a really good foot uh, quarterback? I want to
1: say who, like who's the highest paid quarterback? I, th- I want to say it was Carson Wentz just got a huge deal like Jared Goff's got a huge deal where they're getting like 30 million dollars a year guaranteed type of things. But Okay, um, so and, he's, and Cousins is nowhere near like the elite level of quarterback that are all getting paid. But because when, he, when his contract was up, he was franchise tagged, so he was on all these one-year deals. And so then he had pretty much the pick of where he could go and could make his own demands. And because he came off of kind of a I'll say an above-average year, oh. he was able to kind of demand more money. And the Vikings were in a position where we had no quarterback coming back. We had Teddy Bridgewater, who was injured, and Case Keenum, who they didn't believe in. And so they overpaid to get Cousins. Because mm-hmm. I want to say the Jets were another team that was interested and we're going to give him a huge deal.
2: Well, here, I got the top six quarterbacks and their pay for this year Matt Stafford is at 29.5 mil. For and a Kirk, one year contract? It's only yeah. one year. Yeah, like, okay. yeah. yep. And then Kirk Cousins is number two at 29 million. Andrew Luck plays for the Indianapolis Colts. Colts is 27.5 mil. Tom Brady is mm-hmm. only 27. So Kirk Cousins is getting more money than Tom Brady. What? Mm. Does that even make sense to you? No. And then Aaron Rodgers is under Tom Brady at twenty six and a half mil, and then it's Russell Wilson at twenty six point two mil.
0: Aaron Rodgers, I have to say, he can play football. The guy yeah. can throw a
2: ball. Yeah,
1: he is not. Uh, he's he not can terrible. just
0: throw a ball. Yeah. It's right there. He yeah. just
2: he just gets it there. Like I said, Kirk Cousins yesterday in yesterday's game had huge, huge mistakes on mm. running the pass plays and not making good judgment. Because he was throwing it when the receiver had three to four guys on him, when he had two other receivers open. Why are you, do, you know? Well, like
0: I said, I fell asleep twice through the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, did he run the ball
1: ever? Uh, yeah, he ran it a couple times. He oh. had a fumble that we ended up losing. Oh, uh, oh dear. So what else did he very do? Bad day. Was, we had a couple, I think Diggs had a drop. I think Thielen had a drop. Thielen had like a kicked some dude. After one of the plays, oh. we got a 15-yard penalty. It was just a bad day the for stupid yeah. All crap. Us. Yeah, sounds yeah. like
0: mm. gotta love Lambeau Field. It is a beautiful stadium. It, it is. It looks like a really. It beautiful is, stadium. and it's always
2: it, it's always nice when you when you're a Minnesota Vikings fan and you beat the Packers at Lambeau. That is like a huge huge thing. So it was crushing yesterday for us to lose in Green Bay. You know, so hopefully our next go around with Green Bay, they come here, and we. Uh,
0: Play hard and beat them. Well, you know? since we're supposed to be spreading kindness today from well, our, our we'll talk with our nicely. doctor friend, we will be too <laughs> nicely. How about it's, that? It's early in the season. <laughs> it Things is. Things could yeah. change.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's a long year. And we, we cousins could to learn, t- learn to
0: be a quarterback by next week. Yeah. In the <laughs> second
1: half, I mean, we, or second half, after the first quarter, I mean, they didn't score again. So our defense looked. Fine, other mm-hmm. than the first three possessions, and I mean we could run the ball. It's just oh, I finishing love that. Other, than... <laughs> other than other than the twenty-one that gave up within like the first three drives. <laughs> great oh, other than... I, know. <laughs> great. I thought flashbacks <laughs> to like the playoffs, forty-one donut against the Giants. I was like, this is I've seen this before.
2: Oh, I know. I was just like, oh, is this how this game's gonna go? Uh, and I thought you know we were close on taking back taking it back, but it is a long season. I'd rather get. A game like this done and out of the way in the beginning versus toward the end when we're ramping up for playoffs, because then you start getting
0: nervous. Well, You're and like, eh. since it is the first game of the year, the first of, you know, maybe there's a little, you know, nerves to be worked out.
1: Yeah. And just, coming off like where you, we dominated the Falcons, so now everybody's kind of like, oh, well, this is just going to be easier. It's going to roll in here. And the Packers mm-hmm. didn't look great week one either. So we kind of maybe overlooked. Which is hard to say. You're overlooking the Packers, this is their biggest rival, but... right?
2: Well, and they have a new head coach too, so yeah. they're they're making adjustments and Aaron, you know, trying to, you know, have the new head coach gel with Aaron Rodgers, who's a veteran on the field and knows what he wants to do. Sure. So you can, you know they have those things to work out. But one thing that I like about the Vikings and Coach Zimmer is that they're really good at finding the mistakes in the game, like yesterday's game. Oh yeah, game. his
1: adjustments are. Amazing. They yes, he's
2: very good at making adjustments. And so when it comes to the next, next Sunday, we'll probably look like a completely different team than what we played like last well, week hope, or yesterday. I hope
0: so because right. that was sad.
2: It was And it will help play,
1: that we're playing the Raiders, who aren't the greatest. So it'll be a nice bounce back Mm -hmm. for us, hopefully.
2: But I hope they... Confidence builder. Yeah. I just hope that they're like, oh, the Raiders aren't a great team. We, you know, kind of got it easy this week. I hope they don't do that. I hope they really take what their loss seriously, learn from it, and just, you know, make the adjustments they need. Because it is hard, you know, even coaching seventh grade football. You know, we don't get to watch film on the other teams and figure out what what their strong points are, where their weaknesses are. Yeah, you don't
0: have special people watching each section of the game. Yeah, Yeah. so
2: we're making adjustments on the fly, you know. And, like, our last game, it was terrible. My son's team. I mean, our, our center stepped back and stepped on our quarterback's foot and he went down. I mean, it was like one of those games. We played like the
0: Minnesota Vikings last week. Oh yeah, I think that somebody tripped out. So who tripped over Oh one yeah, Dalton
1: yeah. Cook tripped over there was a yeah. Probably like there's a good chance that he was going to score cuz it was like yeah. the whole field was wide yeah. open on the left side. And then, and then he, he trips on somebody's Just foot. barely tripped over his foot. Ooh. I know, it
0: was just it was like oh, of course. Uh,
2: <laughs> never <laughs> fails, never fails, but yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully next game, Minnesota Vikings will prevail, and we can skull all day long. So, who do we play next? I can't even remember. Uh, the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders, okay. And that's Sunday, right?
1: Uh, I believe so, yeah. Should be, okay. I think it's a noon kickoff.
2: And then we play the Bears. Uh, Which, yeah, that'll be a
1: big game. Yeah, that's going to be...
0: They, what are they supposed to be uh, doing they're
2: this They're one and
1: year? one. They kind of oh. got screwed over by last night. I think they played the Broncos. I want to say there was a bogus... Penalty, mm-hmm. but they end up losing in overtime. No, they wanted. Sorry, they want to kick the game-winning field goal. Uh-huh. They were the beneficiaries of roughing the passer call that shouldn't have been called. Yeah, they, they got want, to extend the game. Yeah, Bear,
2: yeah. Bears okay. won over Broncos, sixteen to fourteen. Yep. Um, you know, the Eagles lost to the Falcons, which was kind of shocking to me. I thought that they were gonna pull that one off. But yeah, so tonight we got the Browns and we got the Jets. That should be just a fun entertaining game because the Browns are kind of the joke of the NFL. They're yes, the joke, they the are. The joke team. But they are making good strides and I think eventually within the next two to three seasons, they might be a contender.
0: But who's Kostaki going to pick on then? I know.
1: The, browns I still the, get I still the Dolphins. There's always someone. The, 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 oh. the, yeah. the Dolphins are the new Browns. been relentless
2: on
0: the Browns for a long
1: time. Seriously.
2: The Dolphins are the new Browns. And hopefully they'll get to earn a logo, the Browns, because <laughs> they don't even have a logo. Well, They're just orange helmets out there. <laughs> but... <laughs> They're well, it's kind out. of an
0: uninspiring football name, anyway. Not the all. Browns. What does that ones? even mean? Well,
1: because it's, it's they're named question. after they're named after the coach. They had like this legendary Paul Brown coach, like way back in the day, and so yeah. they're named after him. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's but, what it is. But,
0: how is that meaningful? Fifty years later. Yeah, it's like the like Cleveland Stevens. He just was that. <laughs> he was that amazing. Well, yeah,
1: he was, like, of, he was uh, like a pioneer, uh, and like uh, a, like similar like how they named like the Lombardi Trophy after Vince Lombardi. He was like uh, that level of oh, he was
2: influence yeah influence
1: okay. on the NFL. Oh, I see.
2: So, so yeah, we'll yeah. See, we'll see how it plays out, and just you know, Vikings fans, keep the faith, please. We need it. <laughs> I know it's like every time we lose, everyone's like, "I'm done with the Vikings and stuff." No, no, just stay with it. It's only game two. And we'll yeah. move forward to Dad's game done game. with
1: the Vikings every year. <laughs> yeah,
0: as soon as they lose, <laughs> I know. But he did perk up when they had that little rally there. He yeah, was very. He was, he was looking hopeful.
1: Yeah, they'll <laughs> they'll make <laughs> some adjustments. <The> twinkle <laughs> was in his eye. Yeah, again. a little
0: twinkle for a minute. There's hope. There's hope, you know. Then, but yeah. Yeah. Well, Never... like I said, he's got a, the emotions of a three year old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he didn't want to go to dinner after he got game. I'm not going to go to dinner. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah, it's so Tom, I, I would have been so I would have been laughing. at you would have kicked I, me out of the I house. I know. I'm just like
0: watching this fiasco. I'm like, what is going on in my house? Uh, I can't take it. What can oh, you do? Hey, well, we're out of time. We somehow we muddled survived. through.
2: Yeah. yeah. We'll have Chris and Bert tomorrow, and uh, Kristen and hopefully Tom will be off the phone by tomorrow. Yeah. We'll and he'll join us. So great. All right. Have Thanks a good for listening. Day. <laughs> All right.